0: Welcome to another episode of Homegrown, the series. I'm your host, Emmanuel Davis. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with poet, visionary, father, and husband, and most importantly, Chicagoan, Harold Green. Harold, welcome to Homegrown, the series.
1: It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you, man. I'm, I'm happy to have you, man. Um, so my first question is, when did you realize your voice was an instrument?
1: Um, You know what? I, I actually think... Early on, like sixth grade, I started writing raps, and uh, you know I was a big fan. I've always been a big fan of music, and I think at that time I was really into, uh, you know, I was really in the park. I was in um, Bone thugs and harmony. It was it was a lot of you know different fields. You know, I would watch the box, you know, every day mm-hmm. from school and whatnot. And um, I started writing raps, and I, I felt really good about my creativity, and, and you know, writing wise. Uh, and I was really trying to find my own style, you know, as far as you know, the spitting part went. But I think uh, when I really tuned in, I kept writing from then on, you know. Uh, but I really, I think, realized how strong my voice was. Uh, senior year of high school, that's when I first started writing poetry. Like I had been rapping, you know, like here and there, I was like a part of little, you know, friend groups and, you know, we would rap at, you know, at home or we would make little mixtapes or do a little stuff. Um, but when I knew like, oh, this is about, this is like, I can hit you over the head with this. It was mm-hmm. when I started doing poetry, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that was, you know, senior year of high school.
0: As as young black kids, we've all attempted to rap. Oh yeah. I won't I won't put myself out there, but do you remember <laughs> your first rap name?
1: Uh H2O. H2O. Because I, I could flow like water. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you know, the, the whole H thing, you know what I'm saying, with hair yeah. and all that and like then at that time, like, Drag On had came out with the opposite of H2O album and all that. So I'm like, oh yeah, my name getting out there, here we
0: go, you know?
1: <laughs> that about me, dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what, you said, you said Bone Thugs, you said Pac, did you start off as an aggressive gangster rap or was it like a smooth, lyrical, miracle kind of rap?
1: What was funny about it, I, I definitely had some um some explicits in there and my mama found my journal one day and was like, no, sir. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it couldn't have been, it wasn't gangster. It was just like, it, like no, nah, dog, no, nah, stop. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> my mom, man, like she wasn't playing that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. my mom was the type, like if, if my grades, like fell off just a little bit, like you know. When I say fell off, I mean went from straight A's to like it looked like I was going to get a B or something. Like she had me, um, she. I mean, she. This one school year, I had, I don't know what I was doing, but she had mm-hmm. me reciting, um, Psalms 23 ten times in the morning before I went to school. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? She would have me listening like. Johnny Coleman's um, sermon tapes, you know. Yeah. My <laughs> like, yeah. well, mama ain't play, man. You know what I'm saying, like my my daddy was there too, but he was just, you know, he wasn't he wasn't that wasn't the studies. Body. Yeah. That didn't bother him like it bothered her, you know. But she seen them explicit and so she's like, Mm-mm, no. And I and I was pissed off because I'm thinking I'm writing bars. I'm thinking I got heat. You were. She, she, she didn't took my journal. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So I'm 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 upset. I called at work like, and you took my journal? And she, you know, she got the black bomb going. She, yes, Harold. You know, because she at work, <laughs> you know, like
0: yeah. and I'm
1: upset. I'm like, are you see why you do that? How you how could you we'll talk about it when I get home. And I'm, make, I'm thinking I'm finna just leave. Like,
0: <laughs> that growing up in a black household, my brother bought uh Mysticals, I think it was a <laughs> Shake Your Ass, whatever album was <laughs> Shake Your Ass on. And we couldn't buy explicit uh CD. So I yeah. had the blueprint, cl- the clean version of the right, blueprint. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, you taking the you taking it out of it, mom. <laughs> but my brother brought Mystical into our home and yeah. it left that same day. Yeah. <laughs> she said, what is this? I'm like, it's music. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I did um this this is I think before that, um, this spoke to your creativity and your just your love for family. You didn't have enough money to get Christmas gifts, Absolutely. so you wrote poems for your family. Absolutely,
1: I worked I, at uh, I, I worked at Finish Lab, Right, that was like my my first real job.
0: That's and a dream job, though.
1: What man? <laughs> Dow, my manager was so cool, man. She used to let us like have Jays before they came out. Like when we get them to the store, mm-hmm. she let us rock them like that day before, so we could look like you know D boys. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, right. how are you what the? And man, one of my coworkers, she's she used to have these very firm rules. Like as long as you don't do this, do that, and the third, this fool wore it to the River Oak store, and they asked him where he got it from. Like, oh, I you know from my store over there. And- <laughs> So we couldn't do it no more. But anyway, finished there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I love working there. Yeah. But all of my money from my paychecks went right back to the store. For sure. And um, so what ended up happening that Christmas, I I didn't have no bread, so I was like, you know what, I can write though. So I wrote my family poems mm-hmm. and uh the way they reacted, man, because prior nah, she was after that. Uh, but yeah, that was so that was like the first like gifts you know, as as far as me realizing, like, oh, these are flowers, you know what I'm saying? Like, my sister was crying, and like, my mom was crying, my, my dad, and the funny thing about my dad, he actually was the first one that wrote poetry, like, for me, like, so he okay. wrote it for me and my sister, and he would call us, like, prince and princess and stuff like that in the poems, and it would just, it just had a regal theme, always, and, um, you know he was just so proud. You know what I'm saying. You could you could tell when your you know pops hug you. This is mm-hmm. it's a different type of thing in that hug. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And from the way the visceral reactions that they had, I knew that I had a a gift. You know what I'm saying. That could like really move people in a certain way.
0: You um, <clears throat> excuse me. You just spoke to it about a proud dad, a proud father. Yeah, uh, I've noticed it's a common theme in your poems. You talk about love, you talk about family, but you make it—you plant seeds for your sons. Can you speak to that?
1: Man, they are. Um, so my my, my boys are, are six and twelve, and you know I was writing before they got here, and and with them coming here it has boosted my creativity and my inspiration, and motivation even more. And I always am trying to um, be an example, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, and be, um, I don't, I don't need them to, you know, I don't need them to be poets or writers or, you know, anything of that nature, but I need them to know that their father loved them that much, that he was willing to make sure that he created opportunities for them because they, they, you know, they come, they see, they see me rehearse. They see me put on shows. They, they see all of that stuff. They see the hard work mm-hmm. and, and they see me express my love, to the world, you know, cause see, I think that's another thing that I'm trying to break down, uh, these, these, these gender stereotypes too, you know what I'm saying? Through my work. And I want them to see as a man, you can express yourself. You don't have mm-hmm. to hold it in. You don't have to, you know, implode. You know what I'm saying? Like if you feel a certain way, they see me talk, how I talk about their mom, they see how I talk about the world. They see how I talk about my people. They see how I talk about them. And in turn, I'm hoping that means when they get older and they get to a point where, you know, they have positions and they have power and they have platforms that they're able to communicate to. And I mean, that just not even in widespread, I mean, that just even in the home, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? like in, within their friend circles, within their love lives, within their, uh, you know, work lives, whatever it may be, be able to communicate.
0: Train up a child in the way they should go.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And speaking of seeds, where did this whole, idea of the florist flowers man when, you when did you what? get your green thumb
1: never, never. <laughs> uh, you know I think um the the first the first year that I did flowers for the living is actually not even on YouTube no more it was uh 2010 so like this year we celebrated 10 years of FFTL and it's iteration now, but
0: congratulations,
1: word of it was, thank you. I appreciate it. that's it's, it's been a man. That's a lot of work, a lot of dedication, man. But like 2010, um, I was doing it just as myself. Like it was just spoken word. It was mm-hmm. no music, no nothing. It was just me and like all these random various settings, um, just saying love poems. And my whole idea was because it ends on Valentine's day so it goes from february 1st through the 14th Mm -hmm. Uh, my birthday is february 13th um and i always talk about it in terms of valentine's eve and that's why i got you know so much love in my heart and yada 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 but black history month is a huge thing to me like ever since i was a kid i've just i've been just enamored with black history month i thought it was so cool and just learning about my people was just so important to me but that's why I wanted to have it in February and, and going from the 1st to the 14th and with it ending on Valentine's Day, I thought it was great to label it flowers for the living because romantically, it almost feels like you're getting, you know, a different yeah. day per day, you know, um, and then it just kind of, so that was the initial idea behind it. Like I'm going to continue because I've always wanted to spread love with my gifts, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to but I've always tried to be creative about how I'm doing that. Cause you know, poetry can get boring, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like just with anything, repetition anywhere without creativity or without, um, being innovative, you know, it may be cool at one point, but if you don't stay sharp, if you don't create it in new ways, it can get boring. And, um, I wanted to do a different, I wanted to create different content, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And so, Uh, that was the initial idea and once it blossomed no pun intended like it just turned into so much more you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying so um, you know where it's at now man is who I've always been as an artist but it's just so beautiful to see it continue to grow though
0: and that role and that theme is still growing you started Black Roses and Black Oak another way of paying homage giving flowers yeah. To people who you feel look, those that look like you that are doing incredible things. Mm-hmm. What was the moment where you were like, "All right, I want to talk about Israel, I want to talk about Hebrew." What What was that feeling?
1: Man, I'm so glad you brought that up because I got I got some really like great news that I'm 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 just waiting in the in the tuck for man, but okay. uh, okay. I wait for the Easter grab before I can talk about it. But, uh, it's it's I'm excited, but the. The whole thing with that was again, me, me, I'm always trying to create different ways for you to enjoy my work. You know what I'm saying? And different ways for me to spread my work in the way that I intended to, you know. So for me being intentional about these flowers and uh and, and making sure, cause I'm I'm very big on, I want to talk about people while they still here. Yeah. I, I don't want us to forget, you know what I'm saying, like we get to getting real sentimental and, and finding all the words, you know, when people leave here, but it's people doing some amazing things right now. And I Absolutely. Think sometimes that, that, that journey is hard when you feel like people don't recognize it or people aren't saying the things, you know what I'm saying? And it's a lot of people that feel the same way that I feel about these people, but they don't have the words. And that's my job as mm-hmm. a poet. I'm putting form to sentiment, you know what I'm saying? And the first person was rhapsody
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i was like you know what man i just i love her work so much uh you know me and her boys got to be a part of one of her music videos before and i you know we have a mutual uh cam being my, my homeboy he's a videographer he's done videos for her and yada, yada yada i'm like you know what i want to talk about her but i want to be very intentional about it and let her know and and eve had just got snubbed um, at the Grammys, and I so mm. I felt the away, and I was just like, "Man, I just want her to know that her, her her folk appreciate her." You know what I'm saying? And when we did the video, and uh, she saw it, not only did she see it, she sent me a DM, mm. and like she put it up on IG, put it up on Twitter. The way she reacted, I was like, "Oh, okay, all right." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it and immediately I said. It don't take much for me. I, I immediately, yeah. like, this is going to be a series. No, nope, yeah. this is going to be a series. You know what I'm saying? And I knew off top that it was going to be uh, Black women and then it was going to be Black men. I was going to do the Black women first because I think that's important to put Black women first. Absolutely. Like, you know, I asked so many times. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to do the Black women first and the Black men. And then the pandemic hit. You know, I was doing, because I was doing one a month. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, what is going on? And then I was like, you know what? One pandemic don't stop, no show. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I went away from my, my you know, my professional uh, videographers and all of that to the message is the message. And if they see it, they're going to see it. I'm, I'm going to shoot it on my iPhone. I'm going to do it, you know, with my boys. I'm going to get my own little equipment and, and, you know, and make it happen. And lo and behold, they got this, kept seeing, you know what I'm saying? D-Ways mm-hmm. out he is, and, um, I remember when Ava DuVernay saw hers, man, and I was in the gym. I had to stop what I was doing because I got so emotional, and I, you know, I was talking to my sister and whatnot. Like tears was forming in my eye, man, because she was so thankful, and like that's somebody that's just so like, ugh, hey, mm-hmm. we just she a dog, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, this the emotion was, just, it, I think it hit its climax at uh when I did d waves, and he saw his and put it up like, cause I thought he wasn't gonna see it. Cause you know, the, the day had passed and whatever, whatever. But I woke up Sunday to like all these messages and whatnot. And I, and I was like, what is happening? And I went to, you know, open uh, IG and he had put it up on his page, not just his story. Like he put it up on his page and I'm like,
0: oh, oh so I'm
1: already like taken aback. So I'm, I'm cooking breakfast and I see Tracy Ellis Ralston putting put in her story, his his video, and I'm like, okay, now this is crazy because I didn't think she was gonna see hers. Yeah. So I, just on a whim, I shot a, a DM like, "Hey, I know you love that, but I, you know, here's yours." You know what I'm saying? Maybe, man. She immediately hit me back, was like, "Wow!" Posted hers. I had to stop cooking the breakfast, bro. I went <laughs> around the corner. I started crying. You know,
0: because
1: yeah. just yeah. at that point, it don't even have nothing to do with. Uh, like proximity to celebrity and yada, yada, yada. It, right. It's in that moment, you're thinking about your career. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been at this for 17 years, nonstop. My brain ain't, took a moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's been head-on discipline. I haven't wavered. I haven't moved away from my path, from my mission, from my statement, from my goals, and the way that I move. You know what I'm saying? And... In that moment, you feel seen. Like, damn, mm-hmm. wow! Millions of people then scroll past, or stop, or in some kind of way been exposed to what you're trying to do. Yeah, and all you've been asking for. I remember mean, when I was younger, man. I came home from an open mic one day, one night, and I was just so worked up, and I was just so emotional. And I went down to the basement and I started performing at the top of my lungs, and I started crying because I was just so. I was just so worked up because my whole thing, I just asked God, I'm like, man, would you please just let the world hear me? I just want the world to hear. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever they want to do with it after they hear me, if they want to walk away or they want to embrace it, cool, but just give me the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. In that moment, you're thinking about that moment, like, wow, finally,
0: you know what I'm saying? No, (laughs) for sure. Yeah. For sure. That's... It's it's beautiful. I've watched a couple of the videos, and the first first what ten seconds you're like, oh, this is coming from the heart. (laughs) This is really coming from the heart, and I think it's even more powerful that your boys are right there. Speaking to your point earlier, they're there every step of the way. I saw you did the patty cake with your youngest, (laughs) and and one of your it might have been your oldest son. You had let it slip. Like you asked your son what he wanted to be. And like the third thing was a poet and you were like, Oh, yeah. (laughs) So your, your impact is being felt. Yeah. And one thing that I have another theme, another principle is your discipline. Yeah. I know in 2013, you made a, you challenged yourself in 2014 that you were going to write a poem every day. And you got to mid March, the quarantine, really showed like who has that discipline who has that fire who has that hunger absolutely because did those 30 60 day 90 days did that somewhat help you let I me mean, make you better equipped to deal with a pandemic uh you are you talking about
1: the challenge that i did yeah
0: the challenge that you did oh, to write a poem for the whole
1: year it wasn't
0: like, Oh, you or oh, you didn't stop
1: you yeah it was oh. a poem every single day. Oh, well, let me delete days, that note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like 30, 60, 90 No, 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 it was 365. And, and some of them my apologies. Some of the I doubled up, man. And I and I it it absolutely, it absolutely uh got me prepared. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like I, I I think because of my sports background, I'm always in training mode. You know what I'm saying? Like everything feels like <laughs> and it's so funny because like my wife be laughing at me and stuff and like, you know I always I know I always be looking wild because even like how I have my boys work out and how I like approach working. work I, I don't look at it as I'm trying to be I'm out here trying to be fine or something or be a bodybuilder it's really I'm training for life everything mm-hmm. is like circular everything connects for me you know what I'm saying so like when I actually physically work out, I'm working out not only for, like, to make sure I have a stamina for, for, like, physical activity, but also to make sure I have mental stamina, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, whatever this world throw at me, if I can, if I can physically get over a hump, if last week I couldn't hit, you know, 205 on the bench, but this week I'm hitting 215, then that means in life, if something's throwing an obstacle, if I couldn't do it last week, I know, I know from from experience, like the way that I operate, I'm gonna be able to conquer it next week. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So with the with the uh, the year of writing, I knew if if I run into a a, a writing block or I run into a, a mental obstacle, I can get over it because it was plenty times during that year where I was like, "What I'm about to write? I don't even know. What, I don't even know yeah. what to talk about today." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's prepared me for so many things, and i have just I've been so thankful for that moment. Because as an artist and as a creative, I, I I'm good with whatever. Whatever yeah. you call know what I me, mean? I'm I can. It's whatever, man. I'm ready.
0: The creatives do adapt, so I I am going to ask a basic question. So when are we going to get the 365 pages <laughs> of poetry? Like, will you ever even like a, a calendar series? Like how they yeah. do how they do the calendars? Like, oh, yeah. Would you? have you thought about releasing
1: you know i thought thought about so many things um (laughs) i i I did man and then i was just like i don't even know you know and what i really hate what i really should have done i should have dated them and that was really the problem i didn't date Mm. them i I, like i have so many as you could imagine i have so many like notebooks Mm. that i filled, and i know the ones that was during that time but i wish i knew the
0: you know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. So I okay.
1: I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. Um, I may do some still, but I, I I had a lot of ideas back at that time. But then there's been so many projects ever since. Yeah. But you just kind of sparked my thought process again, though.
0: Okay. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I I would love to see that. If not, if you wouldn't just give me a copy, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I'd be like, hey, babe, it was a warm night. <laughs> Did you think? <laughs> anyway uh speaking again to that discipline you were a creative writing instructor at grambling at chicago on the university of chicago well, what were those days like uh creating curriculum for the youth
1: man it's always a joy and a pleasure like one first of all like i've been you know teaching creative writing for a minute but like that university of chicago gig I thought I was, man. I thought I was in my bag so hard. <laughs> like I had my, cause like I had my own. First of all, I'm on University of Chicago camp. That's like, you know, that's like the Harvard of the Chicago. So I'm like, that's true. Hey, I'm big time, big dog. Like you, are what you see You see, me. Like, you see me. I got you, know I me. Mean? Like I had a, I had my own room. Mm. I had like the smart TV and all of this. You know what I'm saying? I had all of this stuff. I was like, yo. This is I, I got to find my way to University of Chicago because this is, mm. but it was so it was just a really cool experience because it's always different because some some summers I may be teaching um, low income students who have not been exposed to fine arts or creative writing or the only poetry they may know is you know what they're being taught in their lit class that may be very minimal I mm-hmm. um, you know kind of skimmed over it, whatever whatever may not even been paying attention it's not until they get to me that they actually like, oh, somebody that sound like me and, and somebody that's giving me examples that I can like relate to. Um, and then there's, you know, and then there's times when I'm in like juvenile detention centers where I'm talking to guys who, you know, that's a whole nother thing, you know what yeah. I'm mean? saying? And then on the other extreme of it, you know, you had those University of Chicago moments where I'm, you know, engaged with students who they, they, they college level at that point, you know what I'm saying? And um, it's just always fun. It's different types of fun, you know? And I think in those moments, it's fun pushing those, those type of students to another level. It's always about pushing kids to another level. And I think for them, with them already being so familiar and having their own writing style and writing voice, it's like, how much better can we get? You know, how much more comfortable can you become Uh, how much more unique can you become because that's a lot of the problem too like sometimes when you're used to it and you're abreast to like the form and you're abreast to the style, like you start sounding like people you know Mm -hmm. it's like how can you find your own voice up in there And, and sometimes really I think it's better sometimes for kids who aren't really that exposed to you know a lot of the you know poetry canons and things like that because they have you more unique voices. I have right. a unique voice because I just was not into poetry. You know what I'm saying? Like my whole thing was, what got me there was HBO Deaf Poetry Jam.
0: I was just going to touch on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you, was there an artist that you remember like, all right, that man, that woman?
1: Absolutely. W- like, who was it? First of all, most deaf hosting it mm-hmm. like, was just a big deal to me. Because like when I, I, for the longest um, people would be like, man, you remind me of Mo's death or, or you mind me of Andre 3000. That was like people's go-to. Those two was people's go-to. So seeing um, most hosting, he just was so cool. You know what I'm saying? And like the way that he, it felt like he was friends with everybody that he brought up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And I thought that was just so dope. And to see him in that space and to be a fan of his music, um, it really like hyped me up. And then to see people like black ice and Malik Youssef, mm-hmm. and, and like Amir Suleiman. And then, uh, my, my, my girl, uh, Sonny Patterson, it was just, it was just so powerful, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And for me, it was hearing people that sounded like they were from the same type of places that I came from. And it didn't sound like, you know, the the, the sky is blue and, and kites flew too. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it felt like something real that I could connect to. Um, It felt like revolution music. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like how back in the 70s and whatnot and like those Watts Fests and, and, and Isaac Hayes and Curtis Mayfield and, and the, the, that soul movement. That's what that's what uh Def Portrait Jam felt like to me.
0: Okay, that's. It's it's so much I wish they bring back in that form those old shows. Like mm. I truly enjoy mm. Comic View. I enjoy Deaf Poetry oh, yeah. Jam. Yeah. I enjoy The Box. And like it or not, I did like B E T Uncut. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um no, nah, it's speaking of something you can connect to, uh I said this when we spoke a little earlier about you speak up for Chicago.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I love that about you. You don't sugarcoat it. You'd be like, "Nah, I'm from here. Mm -hmm. And we not just this one singular thing. It's a bunch of people from Chicago that make up this beautiful bouquet of black people. Can you, can you speak to what being a Chicagoan means?
1: Man, it, it means to me, it means pride. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I, when I left to go to school, uh, when I went down to Grambling State University, I just, and that was like my first time being that far from the city for that long and being in such a diverse space. Mm-hmm. Like, so when I was down there, like it was like, you know, representatives from each of the 50 states on, on campus. And I just realized like the people from Chicago had a different uh, they had one, they had a different sense of pride, but they also had a different sense of survival. You know, it just always felt like you was going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Like if you from here, you, you have that mentality that you are just not overwhelmed, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, and that makes you proud. Like a lot of this stuff that we talk about that gets negative, you know, whatever is like, that's cool. But Chicago is also a very beautiful city, and it's easily one of the most beautiful cities in the summer that I've easily ever seen. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think that's something that people forget about us um, because they try to paint it in such a way that Chicago has beautiful people. Like we're proud, we're survivors, but we also know what beauty looks like, and we know how to we know how to express it. Because we, we take it in so much. You know what I'm saying? You take one, you take one ride down Lakeshore Drive in the summer and your whole mind has just been blown. You know for what I mean? Sure. You can't you can't take that in consistently and not have something in your heart,
0: you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now it's it's beautiful hearing someone be so loud. Yeah, for Chicago and yeah. that pride thing. I take pride when I hear you speak of and speak up for us. So, thank you. I want, I want to make sure that I gave you your flowers.
1: Thank you. Guys, um, I, I think it's so important, man, because people are ask all the time, like, "Can you talk about the violence? Can you can you write a poem about the? I, it, why?
0: Yeah, we for got, what?
1: We got five thousand think pieces on that. I want to talk about something else. And if you have one, that's what I'm going to do.
0: You know. It and it's they literally try to highlight everything, like all the violence. Oh, we go going to shoot something about an L. Oh, let's go to this block or bring mm-hmm. this person in. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's more to Chicago than just that. It's so much more, man. It's so much more. And I appreciate people like you that, again, that are just so vocal about speaking on the beauty that is the entire Chicago area. Absolutely. Not just... Oh, he's from the south side. No, right, right. it's a lot of us. Exactly. It is a lot of us. Exactly. Um, you said earlier about your destination, the journey, the mission. Have you reached your destination? And if not, no. Okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm one
1: of them people. I'm on an eternal journey, and I'm not even trying to sound esoteric or nothing like that. But mm-hmm. like, I really envision because of the medium that I use uh, and the discipline that I've chose, I could literally be doing this until I get up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like the last poets could put on a show right now and people would be there. You know what I'm saying? Like if Gil Scott Heron was still around and was to put on a show, he would pack it out. You know for what sure. I'm like, there is, There's always going to be a market for what I'm doing. You know, like mm-hmm. people are always, if done right, there's always going to be room in people's soul for words that connect, you know what I mean? And um, I think even the way that technology is going and the way that social media is moving and things like that, one thing that you can never re-simulate is sentiment. Like that is what separates humans from the robots. You know what I'm saying? Like you can create all the algorithms you want and whatever, whatever, but there's something about human sentiment that can just not be recreated, and that's 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 the
0: business that I'm in. You know. I hope you continue. I hope you live long and can continue to write this poetry, release that book. That yeah, I, I, I want I want to see that. Um, I want you to be loud and vocal in your in your late years. Yeah. Um, we do have one thing in common, though. Yeah, we both were born in. A beautiful month, a beautiful, month. month. A, beautiful, a, great, a beautiful black month, a beautiful black love month. Um, you, yes, you, you, you put up a humble post. <laughs> you, normally, you normally do flowers for the living every February, but for this one, you decided to be like, you know, I didn't mean to post this, but it is my birthday. <laughs> you know, it's Valentine's day Eve. <laughs> um, how did you celebrate your birthday this year?
1: Man, at the house. Right? <laughs> um, you know, and it's so funny, man, because honestly, I, you know, I know I know people love birthday posts. And they love, uh, like, if they ain't said nothing to you all the time that they've been friends with you on social media, when they see it's your birthday, they're going to say something. So I knew the best promotion that I was going to have for that album,
0: mm-hmm. let me
1: put up an actual birthday post. You know what I'm saying? Yeah know it's gonna get traction you know what i'm saying for sure but like that day man we went and grabbed papa does uh like we went you know curbs pickup, grab mm. we're like we ain't we you know we've been real like in the house you know what i mean so we curbside papa does we uh went over to my parents house and um we had dinner with with uh with my boys uh because my my sons uh they were over there and mm. um my mom made me a fruit pizza um she so i talk about that on the album like when i was a kid she used to make me and my sister uh this thing called fruit pizzas like sugar cookie like for the dough and then like uh, a cream cheese uh, topping whatever whatever and then it's fruit all the way around yeah and she would bring it to our school and um like serve it to us and our classmates, you know what I'm saying, for for our birthdays, and it was just so cool. Like she just went out out of her way, and uh, it was just a very fond memory of my childhood, and and that. That weekend, uh, the album came out It's a song on they called Mama's Kitchen.
0: I was just it's gonna to say Mama. that you reminded me of that. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> uh, appreciating those moments with the crust, when exactly. granny getting the crust out of your eye. Yeah. <laughs> those Those little things. I'm like, wait, I was just listening to this song. Yeah. Nah, it's, um to to bring it full circle, you having your sons along on a journey with you will have a greater impact than you, you can't even imagine. Because yeah, when a, a child sees that done the right way, the respectful way, yeah. they take all of that in. So I appreciate you sharing your uh, spending some time with me today. Um, thank you. I just want to make sure that you got your flowers. You know, man,
1: I appreciate that so much. brother.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you and keep doing what you're doing, man, because you are definitely having a positive impact on Chicagoans and across this world. That's for another episode of Homegrown, the series. I'm your host, Emmanuel Davis. Thanks for watching.